0: Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Our blessed hope has to do, just to quickly recap, our blessed hope has to do with the three appearings of Jesus. The first one was when he was born of a virgin, and... um, to become the Savior of the world, to go to the cross, to lay his life down on the cross. That was the first coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then our blessed hope as believers is the second phase of Jesus' coming, which is referred to as the rapture or the catching away of the church. And so that's when the believers, those that are are alive and those that have gone on before, um, you know, the dead in Christ shall rise first and those that are alive shall be changed and will meet the Lord in the air on the clouds and, and we shall be with the Lord. Um, we shall ever be with the Lord. First, first Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we, ch- we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. And that's what that word caught up means to be raptured. Caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. So and that's that's our blessed hope. That's him appearing for those who are looking for him. And we'll receive new bodies. And after that we come back with the Lord. What is What the Bible refers to as the second coming now the second coming is different because the second coming is when the whole world will know and see him and at the the third phase of Jesus coming known as the second coming the day of the Lord now you have to understand we're talking about when the Bible refers to the day of the Lord yes there is a specific day the day the date you know the day and the hour no man knows The father knows, and when the time comes, he'll say, my my son, it's time for you to go back, and then he'll go back, and then we're talking about the second coming of the Lord, the day of the Lord. Now, the day of the Lord is a specific day, and also the day of the Lord, as Peter says, one day is a thousand years with the Lord, and a thousand years is a day. So the day of the Lord is actually not only a day of his return, but a day or one thousand years rule and reign of christ on earth known as the millennial kingdom the millennial um the millennial kingdom of the lord and it begins with the day of the lord the day of judgment the day of the lord so it begins with judgment in the beginning and it ends with judgment at the end so the the day of the lord is also a day of judgment but it's 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 different It begins with the judgment of the Antichrist and his kingdom. The final phase at the battle of Armageddon. Where his feet will touch the Mount of Olives and it will split down the middle. And the kings of the earth with their armies will gather to fight against the Lord and his army. So shall the end be. And then we move into the millennial reign of Christ. It's prophesied by Zechariah. In Zechariah 14, verses 1 through 5, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh. So the day of the Lord cometh. So it's not only just a day, but it's also a thousand years. And thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee, for I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the, w- the women ravished, and half of the city Uh, Shall go forth into captivity and the residue of the people of the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as When he fought in the day of battle and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives Which is before Jerusalem on the east and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west and there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountains shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. I forgot to tell you. Did you record, start recording? Thank you. Okay, uh, and half of it toward the south, and you shall flee to the uh, shall flee to the valley of the mountains. For the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azal. Ye, yea, ye shall flee, like as you fled from the before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and of the Lord my God, and the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. So this is different. Now, I want you to see the picture, because as the Lord comes, the saints are coming back with him. If the saints are coming back with him, the saints have already left in the rapture. Okay? And after the rapture, we have a seven-year period, known as the tribulation period. The first three and a half years is known as the tribulation and the second three and a half years is known as the great tribulation. And that's what the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation covers a large, you know, that portion of that seven years. But it's not only about the tribulation. The book of Revelation is not only about the tribulation. There's a lot of other things in there. So here's what happens. After the rapture, the judgment begins. And the Bible tells us that the judgment begins with the house of God. So after the rapture, the judgment begins. So what happens is the saints that are raptured are judged first. But this is a different kind of judgment. It's not a judgment onto uh, punishment, but it's a judgment onto onto rewarding his saints, known as the judgment seat of Christ. When all the saints shall gather in heaven before the judgment seat of Christ, And the Bible tells us that all of our works will pass through the fire. So the fire of judgment of our works. And those that have done the work that the Lord has called them to do, and everything that's been done according to the will of God, by the leading of the Spirit of God, and with the right motives, the right heart, and everything, as they pass through the fire, they will turn into gold, silver, and precious stones. And then the Lord will take, those, take all that gold, silver, and precious stones, and he will craft and make crowns from those things. And he will crown us with many different crowns. There are all these different crowns that the Bible mentions. The crown of life, the crown of victory, the crown of the overcomer, the crown of righteousness, the crown of the soul winner, and then the crown of the martyr. So it will be all different kinds of crowns, and we will be crowned, and rewarded, amen. And think about what, who do you crown, who's crowned? Kings are crowned, okay? So we all become co-heirs of the kingdom. And Jesus is the king of kings, but we become kings and rulers with him. But he is the ruler of all rulers, the Lord of lords. And he's the king of all kings, king of kings. But as we are crowned and and the church is now rewarded, the church is now, in a sense, purified by the fire. All of our works are exposed. And the Bible also does warn that those that bring wood, hay, and stubble will basically, the works will turn into ashes. So all of our works will be revealed. And there'll be some people, you know, maybe on earth we thought they were the greatest but they may not be the greatest in the millennial kingdom and internal kingdom. And there'll be people that we probably never even heard of because they were not written up in Charisma magazine and they were not interviewed on TBN or whatever, you know. And But they are some of the greatest believers. My Lord God, I mean, and people, that we don't even know their names, but man, they did such a great work for the kingdom. It might be a great-haired grandma that's not necessarily the great, the great evangelist with a name, but man, she led so many people to the Lord and she did such a great work for the Lord, and you know, or maybe she was just a prayer. She prayed so much and as the Lord led her, and then she sowed into the kingdom and, and financed so many missionaries that went and won many souls. I mean, you know, God looks at things so differently. You know, and there are preachers that we don't really even know, and they're preaching in the African bush, and they're having great miracles and raising people from the dead. But you don't we don't know about them. But I mean God just looks at things so differently. But you know what? Ultimately, the fire of God will reveal everyone's life and everyone's work and everyone's life work will be revealed, and people, everyone will be rewarded of the Lord and and blessed of the Lord, and so will be crowned with many crowns. And so um, you know, this is a very, very important thing that we understand. So that means we gotta make every day count as we live. and walk on this earth as believers. We gotta make every day count. We cannot waste our time. We cannot waste our lives. We cannot waste our gifts and callings that the Lord has bestowed upon us and given to us. We gotta make. We gotta be good stewards of all that is that the Lord has entrusted into our hands. Because we are gonna ultimately give an account for our time, our money, our relationships, our gifts, our callings, and everything, and every opportunity that God has placed in our lives and in our path. We got to make sure that we take good advantage of everything, redeeming the time for the days are evil, paying the price, walking out our calling, working out our salvation with fear and trembling and living a life that is worthy of our calling, worthy of our holy calling and worthy of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And so not wasting grace of of god like paul said you know i want to i want to make sure that i don't run my race in vain and that the grace of god that's been bestowed upon me is not in vain he says i am the least of the apostles that's what he felt like because he wasn't one that was one of the eyewitness apostles that walked with jesus so he says i'm least of the apostles but just to make sure that the grace of god that was given to me was not in vain i worked harder than all the other apostles so what he's saying is God's grace is given to us, not for us to sit around and be lazy, but for us to be empowered to do great work for the kingdom. That's what grace is. Grace is a supernatural empowerment. But the way grace is preached these days, grace is just causing people to just sit and be, be, you know, be lazy and not really do anything. And hiding behind God's grace for basically doing nothing. That's not the purpose of grace. Come on, we need to get a revelation of the grace of God. Amen. And freely we have received. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And freely we must give, and to those who have received much, amen. Much is expected, so we got to do much with what God has given to us, amen. So, um, so as we are judged, as the as judgment begins in the house of God, as the church goes through this this fire to be rewarded, and then everything's purified, and then with without spot or blemish, amen, and and then crowned with many crowns, and then. Of course, now the church is prepared, ready, and then at the same time as we are being judged onto being rewarded, the earth is being judged onto punishment. There's a great shaking that's taking place because now it's reached a point where even the antichrist at the middle of the tribulation period has exalted himself and coming into the temple and declared himself to be God and all the nations are bowing before him and worshiping him and people are taking the mark of the beast. And I was reading something today, you know, I don't know if you've seen this, but in Sweden, people are taking chips in their right hands already. Chip money and all their medical records, all their identity, everything is in those chips. And now in Sweden, you know, people are just, they're scanning their hands to go in to the, to the subway. They're scanning hand, their hands to pay because Sweden has become a cashless society. They're getting rid of all cash. There's no cash anymore in Sweden. And they were actually the first nation to actually issue money about 356 years ago. The kind of money that we know now, paper money, cash form money, was actually first established in Sweden by the Bank of Sweden. Bank of Sweden was actually the first private central bank. But it's, you know, but it's really the Bank of England, that is all the other central banks, has kind of been modeled after, because the Bank of England became the most powerful central bank, which is a private bank, by the way. All central banks are private. Did you know that? Central banks are private. The Federal Reserve is a private bank. Did you know that? It's not federal. It's not federal. It's as federal as Federal express is federal, and it has no reserves. It's actually the third central bank of the United States. The first two were shut down and um, by patriot presidents. that were godly men and, uh, you know, and they tried to kill him for doing it. So, you know, and then the last president we had that tried to shut the Federal Reserve down was killed, John F. Kennedy. So I'm getting into some other things here, but, you know. You need to understand the world system what the world system is about you know i have a lot of teaching on that i don't necessarily get into all that stuff on sunday you know not everybody can handle it but a lot of times on tuesday nights i've been sharing on these things because you have to understand what the federal reserve is about the federal reserve is a private bank it's a corporation run by private shareholders and private bank bankers i actually call them banksters and so you've got you know you've got some banking families and, uh, you know and um, and they basically run all the central banks private banks so the, the the power of money has been taken out of the hands of the people put into the hands of bankers so banks create money the Federal Reserve prints what we call as the Federal Reserve note which is basically a, a fiat money system the word fiat means in the Latin let there be so fiat money means let there be money so they basically create money out of nothing so that's the God of the world system. Satan, the God of the world system, the the, the the spirit of mammon, the master, the money masters, behind the scenes have created this money system, this economic system where they create money and everyone has to come and bow down to them to have their money, to use their money because it is a money system based on debt. It's a debt system. That's why when you look at the Federal Reserve note, it says legal tender for all debts, public and private. It's like they're sticking in your face. You're gonna use this and you're gonna be in debt because debt is created every time money is created. And that's why we are in this debt. We talk about, you know, you see the, 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 the debt counter. Have you, Anybody ever seen it just keeps going up and up. It's never gonna go back down because the system is built on debt. So Congress had the power by the constitution to coin money in gold and silver, people's money, debt-free money, for people's prosperity. And it was stolen from the people of this nation and every other nation. And all the nations that don't have central banks, they end up having a war. And then the nation is destroyed and a central bank is created and they're brought into the system. And then there's the central bank of the central banks. It's called the International Bank of Settlements. It's in Basel, Switzerland, and the World Bank. And the IMF, International Monetary Fund, the three-headed monster of the world money system. So it's going in that direction, this one world money. Just like there'll be a one world government, the government of the Antichrist. That's why it's a whole globalist system wants to create this one world government. And they want to destroy the sovereignty of every nation, bring them into this socialist totalitarian network that leads to this one world government basically rebuilding the tower of babel okay that's what nimrod wanted to do he wanted to create a one world government and he wanted to bring everyone under his government and gather around this tower giving them this false promise that this tower is going to reach heaven and it never will and god came and confused their languages and all the different nations were created and so god Created the nations and God blessed the nations and God gave a promise to Abraham by your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed And of course Abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God and we are headed to that city The same city that Abraham was looking for. It's our city. It's the city of God It's our eternal dwelling place as Saints of the Lord Amen Amen. and Jesus said I go to my father after his first coming as he was leaving he says, "I will come back for you. I will not leave you orphans. In the meantime, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to my Father, and in my Father's house are many mansions. And I go to prepare a place for you. And I will come back, and I will receive you unto myself. So that's we are in that we are in that in that dispensation or that time period now of the church age, the age of grace between the first coming and then." leaving of the lord and between the second coming of the lord but then in the meantime there'll be this rapture of the church the catching away our blessed hope and the seven-year tribulation period where the the saints go through the judgment seat of christ and then the world system goes through the wrath of god because we are not appointed unto wrath but the system of the antichrist the kingdom of the antichrist and his economic system and religious system which is known as Mystery Babylon, the Great Harlot, which is all the false religions of the world that have come to replace the true God. And they will all eventually culminate into this one world religion. So there'll be a one world government run by a one world dictator who'll gather all the kings under one military rulership. There'll be a one monetary system. Everyone will have to, t- have to take the mark of the beast in order to buy and sell. One economic system where they will control the money system and then every you know people will basically take that mark in order to survive and the mark is basically it's either on your right hand or on your forehead but it is definitely tied into buying and selling so it really is about money the mark of the beast is, is about money so there'll be a one money system money can you know there'll be a one re- world religious system and then there'll be you know as you see they're trying to unite the religions and the pope is working at that and he's working with the muslims he's working with all these trying to unite all the all the religions under one one religion so you know there there's gonna there's a movement towards this one world religion one world money system and that's going to come under judgment as the balls of wrath are poured out upon them the seven balls of wrath okay and seven is the number of completion so there's going to be a judgment on this world system. And at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, at the battle of Armageddon, all the Antichrist, of course now there's the spirit of Antichrist. And the Bible tells us that the spirit of Antichrist has always been in the world. Nimrod was a type of Antichrist. And then there have been many Antichrist kingdoms since. Daniel had a, had a vision of the Antichrist kingdoms. Uh, John has a vision of the Antichrist kingdoms kingdoms and there've been six of them and then the final and the seventh one will be the final antichrist kingdom that's going to be built by what we usually refer as the antichrist but he's basically like satan in the flesh and that's what satan always tries to imitate he always tries to imitate god just god came in the flesh emmanuel god with us so he wants to also possess a body and be in the flesh and rule the world that's his he's a copycat he's an imitator He he can't create anything. He always tries to imitate God. And then he'll have his false trinity. There'll be the antichrist, there'll be the beast, and there'll be the false prophet. And the beast, in prophetic language, always represents a system. So the beast is a system. So what we refer to as the mark of the beast, taking the mark or the symbol or the device of a system. It's a money system. be able to buy and sell and without that people will not be able to buy and sell and 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 basically will not be they'll be outside of the system you know if you want to be in the system you know this whole and and you know you see where this thing is going the system where everything is now you know you know monitored and everything you know it's everything is you know uh, it's under surveillance and you got to be you know i mean you know you may you may think you don't already have the thing but you kind of already carry one with you right <laughs> they got your you know face id fingerprint and you know now they want to have digital money you can just swipe this thing it's like that it's actually europe is further ahead than an uh, america on this stuff i've been to all you know all over europe people just scan their phones and go on the subway they scan their phones pay for stuff they just go you know and now you have you know the apple credit card and everything you know it's, it's all digital money now and you know the danger of that somebody controls it they can push one button and freeze the whole system well you may say well you know what i'm just going to keep everything in cash only three percent of the money supply money volume is actually in cash so there's not even enough cash if everybody went to the bank tomorrow to cash out there's not enough cash and it's called a bank run and whenever there's all these economic you know downturns everybody runs to the bank to get the cash and there's no cash it happened in Greece about five, six years ago. It happened in Cyprus. It happened in Spain. It happened in Argentina. People are running to get cash. There's no cash. And then where people are running to get cash in Greece, the bank's limited that you can only draw, withdraw 100 euro per day, which is about $120. So you can have thousands of dollars in the bank. You can't even get it. And then the bank, And well, you say, well, i use my credit card. Well, you know what? The bank's went under and your credit card's not good anymore. And they freeze all the assets but all the elite had already transferred their money to swiss bank accounts so they were safe you know this is a whole scam this thing is a big scam these politicians are all part of this cabal the system and i mean it is a big 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 scam and it is an antichrist system and it is a conspiracy and people say you know to me are you one of those conspiracy theorists no i just know that there is a conspiracy and it started really actually it started in the garden (laughs) When Adam and Eve conspired with Satan and it actually started in heaven when Satan deceived and and conspired with a third of the angels. And the conspiracy has been going, which is a rebellion against anything that's divine and godly. But it comes to an end at the battle of Armageddon. That whole system, the final judgment of the Antichrist um, uh, empire. One world government takes place at the battle of Armageddon. Uh, Matthew 24 verse 29 and 30. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Glory to God. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. That means this is not the rapture because the rapture we talked about that is for those that are looking for him and he'll come like a thief in the night and all these people will be raptured and disappeared but this is different the whole world all the tribes Bible says all the tribes shall see him all the tribes of the world of the earth shall mourn, and they shall see the son of man coming so the whole world will see him it'll be undeniable Revelation 16, 12 through 16. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. Man, there's something happening right now in the great river Euphrates. There's been a war going on in Syria. And, um, and the water thereof was dried up, and the way of the kings of the east, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, that's Satan himself, and out of the mouth of the beast, that's the Antichrist kingdom, the final seventh kingdom, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. And for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So that's the great day of the Lord. The, the day of the vengeance of our God. Remember uh, Peter uh, on the day of Pentecost, he was quoting from Joel, right? It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your, you know, and then he goes on and on. And then, 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 and of course, he's announcing the last days. But then there's a portion of Joel's prophecy that has not been fulfilled yet. When the sun shall be darkened and the moon t- shall turn to blood and there shall be a great Wrath, and there shall be a great shaking. That's the, the final. So the last days, meaning two days or 2,000 years. Because one day is 1,000 years, and a 1,000 years, one day. So the last days, the last two days started on the day of Pentecost. And it's been almost 2,000 years. So that 2,000 years of the last days of the church age, the grace age, is coming to an end. Jesus called it the end of the age it's not the end of the world it's the end of the age age is a time period but at the end of the age there will be an end of the world system because this world system has been ruled by Satan God of the world you understand me so we are in the world but we're not of the world the world system is all around us it's demonic it's evil. It's ungodly. It's antichrist. It's against God and Christ, right? It's against truth. It calls evil good and good evil. That's what we're surrounded by. We are, it's all around us. It's a sinful fallen system built on greed, built on deception, built on lies, right? Built full of murder and all kinds of evil, but we are not of it. We're not of the world because we are of Christ. Christ in us, hope of glory. And we are waiting for our blessed hope to be removed from this world and this world system to be finally judged and destroyed by fire as God promised. Amen? That's good news for me. Is it good news for you? Praise God. I can't wait to get out of here. To gather them to battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame, and he gathered them together onto the place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Har Megiddo, in the Hebrew tongue, which means the valley of Megiddo. So there's a valley, and, and I mean, if, I want you to understand this. Bible tells us there's a hundred million strong army that's going to march onto Jerusalem. That's, that's a big army. Okay. But as they're coming into Jerusalem, there's a valley. They're channeled into this narrow area. You understand me? That's how the 300 Spartans were able to hold off this huge one million man army of uh, uh, of, uh, uh Xerxes. They were able to channel them to a small narrow area called the hot gates. Okay, and they were able to 300 men were able to hold off a 1 million man army because of this narrow area. Their numbers didn't mean anything because it's just a narrow area. They can only fight in a certain narrow area. So they were able to hold them up. That's exactly like what the uh, Armageddon is, Valley of Megiddo. So they're going to be channeled into this narrow valley to come. And then the Lord shall destroy them with the fire coming out of his mouth. Revelation 19, 19 and 21. And I saw the beast. So that's the the empire. The final seventh empire um, of the Antichrist. I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies. So this beast or this empire is ruling over all the other nations. So he's forcing them to bring all their armies together to march against Jerusalem. Right? Gather together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Who's his army? The saints. And when the saints come marching in. And when the saints come marching... Okay. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. So don't you take no chip in your hand. I mean, that time hasn't really come yet where the whole world is being forced to be chipped, but they're preparing it. You can see that it's happening. It's in the works already. And... and, and, I don't know if you saw this. This was two years ago. There was a front line, I mean, headline, uh, uh, headline, uh, uh, what do you call it? Headline on USA Today, front page of USA Today. You will be chipped. Google it and you'll find it. I don't look at USA Today. I just happened to be staying at Hilton Garden Inn on one of my travels. And I walked up and they always put the stack of USA Today. You know, it's a globalist newspaper like CNN is. You know, and it, and so, you know, um, and it was sitting there and I'm looking at this thing, you will be chipped. And I went, what? I said, no, I will not. And the lady looked at me. She said, what are you saying? Is something wrong with you? I said, no, I said, I will not be chipped. She just looked at me like this. (laughs) She just looked at me. (laughs) Cause it said, you will be chipped. And I said, no, I will not be chipped. <laughs> and with which he had deceived them, that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. So worshipped his image. So that means there's going to be an image, and everyone is going to be basically they're going to have to bow down to the image. Image is obviously an idol, but worshiping his image, you know, it's about image. We talk about image, right? It's and how you know how everything's image-driven now, and and it's a preparation. For the whole world to worship this image of this great world dictator ruler, obviously he's going to be a very charismatic kind of a orator speaker because obviously he's going to have a, a, the anointing of 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 Lucifer, who was the anointed cherub. So obviously he's going to come with with this great demonic wisdom and power and charisma, and he's going to have this false prophet working alongside him to convince everybody to worship his image with lying signs and wonders. So there's going to be a a religious aspect alongside with a governmental aspect and then an economic aspect of this world kingdom. And then that worshipped this image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. Glory to God. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse. That's Jesus. Which sword proceeded out of his mouth. That means because you know. And John saw him in the beginning of the book of Revelation with a double-edged sword coming out of his mouth, which is the word of God, right? Sword of the Spirit. So that means he's going to speak a word and it's going to destroy the whole Antichrist kingdom. One word coming out of his mouth, having power of destruction, is not my word like a fire. Is not my word like a hammer that breaks the rock. So that's the power of the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. And he's going to speak a word, boom. And all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So that means all these birds are going to come and eat. And then it starts the millennial reign of Christ. The word millennium is a Latin word which means a thousand year period of time. Okay? The millennium will begin after the rapture and after the Lord appears personally to execute judgment against his enemies at the closing of the battle of Armageddon which we, we read those now in, in Revelation 16 and Revelation 19. During the millennium, the curse will be lifted for the Lord's people and Satan will be bound. So Satan, Lucifer himself, will be bound in chains for a thousand years in the millennial kingdom. That means there will be no satanic or demonic operation on the earth for thousand years. And when Satan and his demonic operations are bound, that means the Lord is 100% completely in charge and everything is completely at peace. There's no death, there's no murder, there's no war, there's no, you know, there's nothing demonic. There's no evil. 1,000 years of peace on earth. And so what the United Nations and what the... All the nations coming together trying to achieve this false peace. And they always promise peace. And people are deceived with the promise of false peace, which is what Nimrod also originally, remember? Promised them, you know, gather around my tower, I'm going to give you, you know, peace and all that and prosperity, which is a lie. And so that's what the, the, the world always promises and their politicians always promise unity and peace, which is false. Globalism. Now that's what they're promising we should have globalism all we should have a, a one world government we should have a world constitution we should have a world court you know we should have open borders and we should have no nation states that's the false that's the rhetoric of the false peace that's constantly preached by the false prophets remember false prophets not necessarily somebody in a church pulpit false prophet is someone that that's out there on cnn and msnbc and whatever else all the world media preaching prophesying propagandizing brainwashing and 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 pushing a narrative to indoctrinate people with a mindset so that to prepare them to bow down to and worship the image of the beast and take his mark you understand me so this is what we're dealing with so when you look at the word of god you see things very differently when I look at what's going on in the whole geopolitical system, I don't look at it with the perspective of the, the party system, Democrat this and Republican that. and, and the, the, it's, it's, you got to see beyond what's happening behind the scenes of all of this. And the only way to understand it is by the word of God. If you don't have a revelation, biblical revelation of end-time prophecy, then you will not understand what's going on. And you'll be very easily deceived. And you'll get into the, sucked into the fight and you'll be fighting. You'll be, you know, you'll be boxing air you're fighting nothing it's a waste it's a waste our our, battle is not against flesh and blood it's against principalities powers you know rulers of darkness and 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 wickedness in high places so that's what we're dealing with it's a demonic agenda behind the scenes it's a satanic agenda behind the scenes The, the whole abortion industry the satanic agenda behind it the whole lgbtq plus there's a whole demonic agenda behind it and now i mean listen to what the, did you hear what uh what is that beto the beto, uh, beto O'Rourke said he says that all churches who will not bow down to the lgbtq agenda should be basically taxed and fined and shut down that's what they want to do they want to shut down christianity because they hate christ because they're anti-christ they hate the Bible. They hate the Word of God. They hate the church. And they will do everything in their power to shut down the church. That's where this thing whole is going to go. And it's going to come to that point. In, in the tribulation, it's going to basically be illegal to be a Christian. It's going to be illegal to have a Bible. Now, for Americans, that's a shocker. But for us Turks, we grew up like that. The Bible was illegal. When I was a child, the Bible was illegal. It was not legalized till 1988. And even after that, when we were giving out Bibles in the 90s, get, I got arrested many, many times for, and then got questioned. And most of the police that we had to deal with, they thought that we were giving out an illegal uh, book, illegal literature. So, I mean, for many countries like China and these other countries in the 1040 window, that, we're already used to that. We grew up under that antichrist, demonic, God-hating system but to americans it's a shocker but it's right at our front door guys it is at our front door step right now and if the american church doesn't wake up it's over it's game over it's the end game agenda and america is not the christian nation that it used to be it's become very secularized very very uh you know very antichrist it's been pushed through education and schools and higher education i mean the uh, universities have become a cesspool of godless heathen indoctrination, you know, and, and it's 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 it didn't happen overnight. It, it has definitely not happened overnight, but this thing's been at work for the last 30, 40 years. It's it's been happening. The new world order that they keep talking about, you know, the new world order, the new world order. What is that? It, it, it it's this thing leading up to that one world government, one world religion, one world money system. That's what the new world order is. It's on the one dollar bill. Novo ordo seclorum, the new world order, Annuit Coeptus, announcing our concept. You know, and as you have the pyramid with the eye on it, the Luciferian one world system, everything leads to that one point where Lucifer wants to rule th- through his world order. It's not a new world order, it's the old lie of the devil that started in the in the Garden of Eden. You know, you'll be like God if you just bow down to me. Basically, you know, and he came to tempt Jesus the same way. You know, if you just bow down to me, I'll give you all all the nations of the world. I'll give you all the kingdoms and their wealth. And he could offer that to Jesus because he actually had that. He couldn't. He wouldn't be able to offer something he didn't. He couldn't give. He he could give it, but Jesus says absolutely not. I will not bow down to you. I've come to crush you under my feet. Get thee behind me, Satan. Right. But. The world is going to be very deceived, and people are already very deceived, and the deception is running. The end time deception is at work, and it's going to happen. I mean, it's biblically prophesied. Uh, But during the millennium, the the curse will be lifted. Can I take another 10 minutes? You like this? Keep going? Okay. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 through 3. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand and he laid hold on the dragon that old serpent which is the devil and satan so all of his names are there dragon old serpent devil satan and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosed a little season. So now this is interesting, right? Why would God bind him for a thousand years and then release him again? Okay, so for a thousand years, there's no death. Okay, the curse is lifted. For a thousand years, there's no sickness, there's no cancer, there's no death, there's no war, there's no murder. There's, you have to understand that. A world where there's no sickness, no disease, no poverty, no death, no war, no murder, nothing for a thousand years. But then for a thousand years, a bunch of new people are being born who have never tasted temptation. Yeah. And God has to be just to give them an opportunity also to be tempted and to, will, to, 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 to be willingly, to, to willingly submit to the plan and purpose of god so at the end a thousand years he's released to go deceive again because it would be kind of unfair for us who live, had to live under all of this and for them to have it so perfect and sometimes you know it's so amazing when people have had it perfect had it so so good how easily they can be deceived like it doesn't make sense right you have it so good but yet you choose you choose to go that way it, so it's very interesting. But yeah, at the end of the thousand years, he's released. Isaiah 11, 1 through 9. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. Neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reign. The wolf shall also dwell with the lamb and the leper shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them, and the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones; shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat the straw, uh, uh, eat straw like the ox, and the suckling sh- child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the wean child shall put his hand on the um, cockatrice den, and shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So that means even the lion and the lamb will, are going to lie together. I mean, even the bear is now going to start eating grass instead of eating, eating a cow. You understand me? So there, there'll be no, no more of these predators killing, no bloodshed whatsoever. It's going to be an amazing time, guys. 1,000 years, that's going to happen on the earth. And we're going to be here. It's going to be very different than what we see now. There'll be no fear, no crime, no murder. You won't have to lock your door, nothing. I mean, it'll just be in total peace because Satan is bound. And there's no demonic activity and there's no more antichrist spirit loose. There's no deception. There's no false teaching. There's no fake news. There's no nothing there's no nothing there's no godless heathen agendas there's no everybody's going to be taught the the word of god and the bible everything we hope for and everything we desire is going to happen there will be a one world government but it'll be the government of the of the of christ government of righteousness government of holiness that's right so uh, and the whole earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the seas. Isaiah sixty five, seventeen through twenty five. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that In in that which I create, for behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. There shall be no more thence an, an infant of days, nor an old man that had not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build nor another in, inhabit. Uh, they shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people and mine elect shall, enjoy, uh, shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain nor bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring With them and it shall come to pass that before they call i will answer and while they are yet speaking i will hear the wolf and and the lamb shall feed together and the lion shall eat straw like a bullock and the dust shall be the serpent's meat and they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain saith the lord so for a thousand years there'll be peace Isaiah 2, 1 through 4, the word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, come, come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spurs into pruning hooks. Hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation neither shall they learn war anymore. Revelation 27 through 9 and I'll close with this and When the thousand years expire, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God of heaven and devoured them. And then the final judgment begins, and I'll talk about this next week, the final judgment. So, I mean, isn't that amazing? A thousand years, everybody is taught that Satan is going to be loosed, and yet they're still deceived. Power of deception. Power of deception. Never underestimate the power of deception. Power of deception. And many are being deceived now, and many will be deceived then. But it won't last very long because obviously it's, it's going to be a very different time but um so the millennial reign of christ we will be here as saints in our glorified bodies and then there'll be a different kind of people here that are in their regular bodies that's going to be interesting huh all right the ones that are the ones that remain the ones that remain which will be a remnant because we are told that many will take the mark of the beast and they're, they're accursed. So there's going to be a small remnant of people remaining and out of that all these nations will be rebuilt basically and we'll be here to rebuild the nations, rebuild the earth and, and uh, basically establish law and order according to uh, divine authority. Holiness and righteousness will be the order of the time. There'll be no war, no, you know, obviously no bloodshed, no death. Even lions are eating straw, <laughs> lying with the lamb. You know, it, it's um, peace on earth. A thousand years of peace on earth as Christ himself rules from Jerusalem. And we, his saints, ruling and reigning together with him because we are co heirs in the kingdom. So it'll be interesting. there will be, uh, we'll be, we'll have different authorities and different responsibilities. You know, to, to one he'll say, go rule these 10 cities. To another, he said, go rule five cities. So, you know, saints will be like governors of regions and governors of cities. And, and, and we'll, we'll be teaching the nations. We'll be teaching the people. All, all education will be, will be completely Divine. We'll be educating the nations and teaching them the ways of God. So, so rapture is not our end on earth. We're coming back for another 1,000 years. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Stacy, we're going to be on, on this earth for a 1,000 years with the Lord. It's really an incredible, I mean, it is the most amazing thing, actually. And so, see, we got we to gotta know these things and look forward to these things, and we have to understand that, you know, I mean, our time here on earth in this body is short, but then we're coming back for another thousand years. <laughs> I will not need a plane to travel the nations. We'll be preaching, we'll be teaching, going all over the nations and rebuilding, basically, whatever's, and then it's going to be Beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. There'll be no Hindu temples. There'll be no Muslim mosques. There'll be no Masonic lodges. There'll be no cult worship places. None of that will exist. There'll be no drugs. No crime. There'll be no police needed. No, I mean, there'll be, be no military needed. if There's no war. You're going to beat your swords into plowshares. There'll be no weapons, no need for weapons, no fear, no need to protect yourself from crime, no mafia, no thugs, no gang bangers. None of that. I mean, it's just a very, it's going to be a very interesting world, guys. No, fo- no fake politicians, no crooks. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be very interesting. We'll the whole world, I mean, will come to Jerusalem to worship, King, you know. A very, very, very interesting world we're going to be living in for a thousand years. Compared to about 70, 80, 90 years, is, you know, it's, it's a long time. The millennial reign of Christ. One thousand year rule and reign of Christ on earth. The seventh day the seventh day, because six days, 6,000 years have been allotted to man, and it's running out. It's, it's very little time left. Even though we are kind of seems to be like we're in the seventh millennium, we really are not because we're in a, the calendar's messed up. We're not on the correct calendar. The Julian calendar is, is not correct. And, and Christ was not actually, you know, born on year zero. He was most likely born on, uh, you know, on 3 3 AD or something like that. And if you think about it, he was on earth for three and a half, 33 and a half years. So, you know, he probably, he was taken up into the clouds. Uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 9, that probably happened about 34, 35 AD. So if you add... Two thousand years to that and we're what 2019 so 2035 2036 you think we have what 16 17 maybe 18 years left something like that or yeah if I tell you we're the last generation I'm not necessarily you know, based on the Bible, it's, it's pretty accurate. Some of you guys need to tarry with us another 15, 20 years. If you don't, we'll, see, we'll, if you don't, we'll meet you in the clouds. I'll see you in the clouds. Amen. I'll see you in the clouds, you know. So, I'll see you in the clouds, you know. But you can tarry with us another maybe 20 years. Guys, come on. But if you say, I've had enough, Pastor, that's fine. We'll see you in the clouds. I'll see you in that, I'll see you in that church meeting on the clouds. it will be the greatest church meeting of all time, right there on the clouds. Dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that are alive shall be caught up together with him to meet the Lord in the air. My God. <laughs> what a meeting that will be. What a, what, what a gathering that will be. And that's the feast of the gathering being fulfilled. They used to gather in Jerusalem on the feast of gathering to celebrate, you know, the harvest. Well, we'll gather in the clouds and that feast shall be fulfilled in reality. And it was in the feast of the gathering, tabernacles. John chapter 7, Jesus stood and cried, if anyone be thirsty, let him come unto to me and drink. Out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. And the sea spake of the Holy Ghost. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, for Jesus was not yet glorified. But Jesus has been glorified. And he sent the Holy Ghost. And soon, very soon, the day will come when the last trumpet will blow. With the shout of the archangel will be called up yonder to go meet the Lord in the air. And we'll gather together saints of all ages. Over the last 2,000 years, we'll all gather together. Every Christian, every believer will gather together in one place with the Lord in the air. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing amazing (laughs) this is the truth this is the word of the Lord and I don't care what anybody says no one can change it no one can change it no one can do anything to change it not even Satan and his antichrist himself thank you for tuning into my podcast I hope that you have been blessed I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpv.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.